And welcome back to the True Patriot Podcast. Folks, in our line of interview series, we have a very special guest with you here tonight. This guy really around the Colorado fishing scene needs no introduction. The guy is a flat-out Colorado stick, um, but pretty much venture to say you take him to just about any water and he's going to give you a run for his money. Um, not only a kayak angler, but the guy's got a got an awesome resume getting in all kinds of stuff. I'll let him tell you that. Scott, Scott Brands, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Shane. Thanks for having me on. You bet, brother. You bet. So you and I have fished... Um, so we did what two or three events last year that we were that we fished against each other. Yeah, the CKB, I think. Uh yep. I just remember I think I fished against you at horse tooth. You did the horse tooth, CKB, yep. uh Trinidad, and That's the right. final CKB at Pueblo, probably with That's the last right. one. That's right. Yep. yep. Awesome stuff. Um, yeah, man. Horsetooth was my come to Jesus moment there. Cause I had I had some baggage coming from the boat world trying to work out my tournament fishing. And then, dude, holy Moses, you throw in the kayak mixture in that ingredients, that wicked yeah. up a soup that just put me down for the yeah. count, man. All that. Yeah. Your, your advice, though, I want to, I don't know if I ever properly thanked you online uh, for the advice that you pinned in there. It actually did do a lot of good, you know, to see that, see some of the experienced guys in Colorado. I mean, I've been doing, you know, competitive fishing for a lot of years. Um, but there's just certain slumps, certain things, as you know, man, it's a mental game, right? Yeah. I mean, it yeah, kicks your butt. Yeah, I've had, I've gone through my slumps too. Um, was that your first kayak tournament? Yeah, I did. No, actually, hey, that would have been uh, kayak number two because I think my first tournament was the uh, All American Kayak Classic Open at Truman. That was my hey. first time ever in yeah. a kayak. Yeah. <laughs> just jumped in the deep end right off the bat. Yeah, and the boat never saw uh the light of day she stayed in my garage till it got sold um mm -hmm. yeah and uh i did I, I i jumped in and that's really odd for me but i, I just had a gut feeling and dude i've not looked back since absolutely love nice. it yeah but yeah like you said uh we all go through slumps uh i've been through my fair share of mine and when i first jumped into the kayak scene i had a really good year um and then I, I had some up years. I've had some down years and had a, had a really good year this year. So yeah, you definitely have those slumps and it's a mental game, right? When you get in that slump, it's, it's hard to get out of it. But, oh yeah. man. It just feels like you're just never ending digging yourself in. And to say you had a, a pretty good year would definitely be an understatement. You are the 2022 reigning angler of the year for the Colorado kayak fishing club. Congratulations on that. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Are those the winning baits behind you? Um, again, don't look at those. All right. Maybe some of them, or maybe I put them up as decoys. You, you'll never know. That's true. That's true. We're just playing mind games with you yeah. here. Awesome stuff. Not to mention, um, uh, also to mention, you have now been newly elected. You are taking over, uh, at the Colorado kayak fishing club as the new sponsor manager for 2023 what yeah. does that entail what is that it's a cool name what's it do right so basically i'll be in charge of reaching out uh to potential sponsors for the next two year um companies that are gonna sponsor the club uh either through cash donations giving us products uh giving the club members discount codes that sort of thing um in turn uh depending on the level of the donation they give us uh, they get different benefits from that. 
uh, social media posts, links on our website, uh, a logo displayed on the banner, Facebook posts, um, and just the the club and or the board in general will be doing a, a few advertising posts on the club page for them and really pushing uh, to get the club members to you know support these sponsors because we couldn't do it without them. Um, and so it's sort of a that relationship where we're we're supporting each other. So yeah, that's that's basically it in a nutshell. And it's it's huge, man, because this goes beyond just the the Colorado Kayak Fishing Club is not just a tournament fishing you know club. Um, mm-hmm. This is a club that is a nonprofit organization. And for those of you unaware, every year the CKFC picks a nonprofit that they raise money for and that comes through membership comes through tournaments and it comes through sponsors i mean these monies that they put together and that you guys make a donation to these nonprofits out there that's these sponsors are a key key component in that is that is that a correct assessment yeah for sure and uh just the fact that we are a um a nonprofit, like you said and we pick a charity every year um the sponsors um you know that they they like seeing that rather than just being a club that's um for you know in business to for you know for to do the tournament game yep yep um we are we're actually trying to give back to the community and a lot of sponsors i think get on board because of that so as i'm reaching out to sponsors i definitely try to emphasize and as you know the romans warrior foundation they're our our charity pick for 2023 so you know, as I'm sending out all these emails and getting on the phone with people, I let them know what Romans Warrior does. Um, and then in turn, you know, you, you're probably going to get some sponsors that you might not otherwise get just because of that fact. So, you know, and that's, I, you know, it seems almost like a self-serving thing that we had you on here, but I wanted to definitely be, you know what, we, we interviewed 2022 board members long before this ever came about. We are uh, a kayak angler ourselves. The the fact that I haven't been able to make any of the CKFC events has no bearing on the fact that we know the CKFC is a phenomenal club. Um, Facebook group boasts like some 4,000, you know, members out there. This is huge. Yep. This is not just for tournament. It's also just people that want to engage the outdoors through a kayak. Um, there's educational pieces that come with it. There's, you know, uh, entry level all the way to some extremely experienced guys like yourself, you know, in there. Um, and, and I found it to be a very welcoming, you know, uh, 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 group, you know, from the first time when I was first getting in, mm-hmm. uh, look, looking into that stuff there. So it's, yeah, man, this is, uh, in the, the fact that you guys chose us, um, you know, at the, at the Romans warrior foundation, that was that was huge. I know that, like right. I said, that is going to go a long way for 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 Romans and spe- specifically our field ops based here in Colorado, because you know it's 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 embarrassing how much money Romans and uh, Gene and Julie uh, Campbell have put into this thing to get it off the ground. Not to mention we've had awesome support from Johnstown Shields, you know, and all these things, but still. Mm-hmm. Stuff like this, these these uh, uh, awesome groups like you guys there is really going to go a long way to helping us just put the simple things together, man. Like like getting mm-hmm. these guys, like let's say they live in you know Nebraska, we want to bring them here to Colorado, or they live in Pueblo and we want to take them up to Fort Collins. All right, just the gas alone, you know, just trying to get that stuff out there, it costs money. Right, it's, it's got to come yeah. from somewhere. So right. Yeah, I think it's extremely fortunate that you and I happened to stay at that same hotel when we had that Trinidad tourney. Because that's right, I didn't, I didn't really know, um, 
you know, what you were involved with. I, I remember actually on the way to Horse Dude, the first time I, I heard the name Gene Campbell, or I was actually reading the name Gene Campbell. You and I were passing each other on the way to the Horse Suit Tournament oh. <laughs> over there at Harmony in Fort Collins. Gotcha. Um, I never met you before that, but later that night, I, I uh, Googled Gene Campbell Fishing. I found your website, nice. found what you were all about. Then we happened to be at that same hotel down in Trinidad and you know, talked to you. And Lucas was there, too. I roomed with Lucas and totally. got to know it. And then you know, it just happened to end up being a sponsor manager. And then when we're looking for charities i said hey i know one and you know, it was awesome because you know you guys are local and you're involved with fishing as well as many other things yep. so just that fact alone was uh you know a big piece of the entire board um you know getting on board with selecting roman's warrior and we had some other candidates that i think were deserving as well but yeah just the uh, fact uh that you guys are helping out you know first responders the gold star families first responders um and you're local and you're fishing and you're hiking and camping and all that stuff. And we're all into that. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's man. just extremely fortunate. I think that it kind of, kind of worked out that way. You know, and that's, that's the thing, you know, it's trying to create that network, isn't it? You know, you try to yeah. get out there and, and meet people and, and do what you can, you know, through, through a lot of these channels to, to put that stuff together. So before we get going too much further, you're also, if you don't mind, share what do you do uh, for a living personally outside of fishing and and doing all that good stuff? What do you what do you do for a living? Yeah, I'm a I'm a high school teacher, business teacher, so teaching you know accounting, computer science, uh, mechanical drawing, that sort of thing. Which uh, I really enjoy that. Um, the con of that is nine months out of the year, my schedule has almost no flexibility whatsoever. And uh, you know, you and I were talking about that earlier, and Right. Um, you know, the pro is, you know, you get three months off and that's like the best vacation of all time because you can basically fish nonstop and you can travel the country and do some national stuff. Um, right. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to hopefully doing some national stuff this this coming summer. You know, it's, things always come up. You never know. But yeah, so I'm really enjoying that. That's what I do for a living. Well, and hopefully you and I, like we've been talking, hopefully you and I get a chance to to piece something together and help split, knock some of those costs down, right? Because right? it's, yeah. I'll tell you, we we may fish a ton of the of the of the stuff out there, but any chance we get, I, I had a, a travel buddy on the boat side, and that made those long runs from Minnesota to Missouri or Oklahoma, yeah. or whatever. It made it a lot easier when you got a, a, a buddy you can split some things with. So, right, yeah, sure. that's that's uh, we're always looking for that. Uh, out mm -hmm. there so that could be that could be super cool so you're a yep. high school teacher dude that means you are a man of large supply of patience that much <laughs> is <laughs> i guess you could say that but you know fishermen in general are people of patience so i guess it's it's kind of a double whammy you got the teacher <laughs> and the fisherman in me there you go absolutely <clears throat> and on top of that that big jk sitting on your uh your sweater you are part of team jackson jackson kayaks yep yeah i hopped on board with them uh 2018 um after i had a really good year 2017 i won angler of the year for ckfc that year as well um and then the next year i got my my first pedal drive kayak was a, it was a kusa fd and then shortly after, um, I reached out to Jackson Kayak, and then uh, they picked me up on on their team. So I've been with them for about four years now. That Kusa, if I remember right, doing my research, that was a fast boat. Am I correct in that assumption? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. had two models. They had a uh, you know the one without the pedal drive, and then they added the pedal drive to it. Um, 
And that, that was the first, FD, right? The flex drive? Yep. Is that what they call it? Yeah, they still call it that, just different versions. We're up to the uh, flex drive Mark IV. So basically the the fourth iteration of that, of that same flex drive, same concept. Yeah. Nice. So in, in the, the spirit of full disclosure here, I am a member of now of Team New Canoe. Mm-hmm. But in my garage sits a very gently used once or twice blue sky boatworks okay uh 360 uh pro it does not have the pedals if it had the pedals we'd be having a different discussion but to convert that to pedals is like uh takes an act of congress and i think some some magic beans from jack and the beanstalk um yeah but yes, and I got to tell you that thing. Uh, for those of you who are unaware, Boatworks Blue Sky is owned by Jackson um, Kayak, mm-hmm. and yeah, dude, that thing is a barge. Um, it is. Yep. But I even my chunky butt can stand on one of the pontoons, and that thing doesn't move. That is the closest to fishing out of a boat without having a boat. Right. And, uh, yeah, I've never been in one. I've always been interested. I almost purchased one, um, and then ended up getting the big rig FD that sit that year i believe but one thing that's really cool about that is is that wheel system you know it's kind of like a landing gear but it's come stock with the boat yes sir i'm really hoping that kayak companies in the future will will have that sort of thing on our kayaks that to me that's one of the biggest pains of the butt is always trying to get that on portage yeah portage if you get a landing gear they work great until they break your hole um so (laughs) having something yeah, some, having something like that would be awesome in the future. Well, in their metal frame on that boat works makes it makes it so. Right, right. I actually saw, I saw a guy, in the whole do-it-yourself kayaking game. Uh, in, um, uh, I put him in my my top five awesome moves. That comes on the rear that landing gear type system. He built mm-hmm. the identical on the front, so this thing had four wheels. He could oh, wheel yeah. this thing anywhere. He just he added yeah. a second set to the front of it. Okay. It just it made loading and moving that thing like ridiculously <laughs> easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and I've I take I took it out a couple times, and like I said, I I actually did strap a motor on it because you have to. That one that one doesn't have the pedal system. Um, yeah. And the oaring, the best advice I got from that was use a use a stand up paddleboard or. That was okay. the best thing to use for it because gotcha. you, you'd need about a, I think a nine foot paddle mm-hmm. to really <laughs> try to paddle okay. that thing. You know, it's not going to work, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's like I said, in full disclosure, I have a piece of Jackson sitting in my garage. Okay. I have been Very trying good. to sell it just for space. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I need yeah. room. I have five kayaks in my four car garage and a trailer mm. and okay. no cars right now. Right. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> Right. The the wife's looking at me as the clock gets closer to winter. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, awesome. So you are involved in 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 a ton of different things in regards to the fishing side. Um, and before we jump to the this other side, there, talk to me. The NAR, you've got yeah. one. Uh, that was right. that was Jackson's latest creature. They they dropped yep. and, and put out there. Yep. What? Uh, yeah. So what the NAR. Uh, that so. I'm going to be honest with you, all right? Because I don't want to be that guy that just talks about all the wonderful things about this new kayak. I'll tell sure. you some of the things I like, some things I really don't like. 
Sure. When I first got that boat, I was comparing it to uh, the big rig FD, and I had very little complaints about that that big rig. So when I first got the NAR, um, I took it out for the first time. I was on the fence as to whether or not I would even keep it or whether I would just stick with the big rig. You know, Jackson, they don't, they're not offering the big rig anymore. This is essentially what replaced it. Um, so some of the differences, the NAR, it's a stable boat, but it's not big rig stable. Um, you can stand up and you can fish in it, no problem. But the big rig, I feel like you could run around in that boat. Literally, you could <laughs> run around in it. You could do jumping jacks in it and you would feel safe the entire time. The NAR is not that stable. It's a stable boat, but it's not that stable. So that was that was one of the things I was considering. Um, I'm not a huge stand-up-and-fish guy, though, from a kayak. For the vast majority of the time, I would rather uh, sit and fish. So that, in the end, you know, that wasn't you're, that big of a deal to me. You're like 6'3", right? Something like that? 6'2", yeah. 6'2", yeah. Taller guys, I'm 6'1". You know, I I stand up every once in a while, but, you know, for those of us Mm -hmm. that are not, you know, low center of gravity, it's not so easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, The next thing was uh, they had some issues with the steering at first. Um, And maybe issues isn't quite the right word. Some people were having issues with just how do you set it up. It would come from uh, the factory and you would get it out there, and then it seemed like the uh, the handles um, basically weren't in line quite right, meaning if you were going straight, you might have one handle pointed straight and the other handle is pointed right. So pe- for people oh. that don't know, there's uh, there's two handles, one on the left, one on the right. You're supposed to be able to be able to steer with either one of them. Um, so basically, um, the steering would, I don't know, misalign, I guess you could say. Um, then Jackson ended up putting out a video on the YouTube channel on basically how to take care of it, how to set it up, how to fix it, issues if you're having them. Um, so kudos to them for doing that after I did that. And I'm not having any more issues with my steering. Uh, the other big issue that people uh, had, which it hasn't been a big deal for me, this would be, again, if for those that like to stand a lot and fish, the standing area, there was a little bit too much flex in the hole. Um, so people would stand up and the, the kayak would just go uh, just a oh, little bit, you know, the floor, um, the floor itself, yeah, the floor itself. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So what Jackson did, and again, kudos to them for doing this. They shipped out for free phone blocks to everybody and, you know, shipping was free, everything. They just basically put the, put the word out to everybody who owns a NAR. All you have to do is send them, um, the serial number off of your boat. And then they'll verify that. And then they chip out these foam blocks for free. And you basically just shove those inside the hole underneath that point, And then, you know, no more issues there. Right. They, they up, they updated the whole design for 2023. So that's not going to be an issue anymore. They added uh, more support in that area. So again, kudos to them for, you know, finding the issues and then fixing it uh, pretty quickly. That's all the negatives that I can really say about the boat. Um, well, everything else has been solid. And I think it warrants to chime in there that this is the first year for this model, right? Right. Yep. This is not unheard of. You know what I mean? I, I don't care which manufacturer you are. You can be from Hobie all the way to the, you know, uh, Jim Bob's kayak boat. 
-hmm. your first year out, you know, you, you can only go so far in R and D and product testing and development. You need to get to market, got to get the product out there. These things here didn't sound like structural, you know, like it's all of a sudden the boat's going to be garbage. It was just right. some things that needed to be worked out on it, you know, and it's, right. it sounds like from what you're saying, there was a ton of support there. Um, yeah. You know, they're, they're at least backing it up and they're sticking with it. So yeah, like you said, yeah. kudos to Jackson for backing it and thank goodness yep. they got team members like you out there putting them through the, you know, through the, yeah, through the ropes there to see it. Yeah. Testing them out for sure. Yeah. Um, some of the things I really like about it. So they got the new flex drive system, the Mark four, it's a belt driven uh, mm. pedal system. The other ones, uh, you know, they had gears, which required maintenance. They had loop ports where you had to add grease. This is all uh, belt driven in case you don't have to do any maintenance to it whatsoever. So that's really nice. Um, supposedly that's supposed, it's supposed to be a more reliable drive, less yep. issues. I haven't heard of many people having issues with this drive either. So I think uh, so far that promise uh, they're living up to it. It's faster. The drive is faster than the previous drive. Um, and the NAR, the whole design itself lends itself to be a fast kayak. I can, in the big rig, I was doing about three miles an hour at a, you know, just at a steady pedal and the NAR doing that same pedal rotation I'm doing for. Um, so it's a pretty fast boat, especially, you know, it comes out, I think it's 150 and then you load it down at like 200 and you're doing four miles an hour, not really trying very hard. So it's a pretty fast right. boat. Um, the biggest that, thing for me is the rigability of the boat. I don't know if you've looked into that tri-track at all, but tri-track, so you got track, most kayaks have just a single track. So you got the track on the top. Well, this basically has uh, a track unit that comes out of the kayak and it's got track on the top and the sides. So you've got, three tracks in one in a way and it runs the length of the entire boat it makes rigging that boat so nice you can always move stuff around i've drilled one hole in it just to run uh, some fish finder wires through the hole the rest of it, it i've just moved around track mounting stuff and when i didn't like it i just moved it moved it around on the track yep so the rigability of it has been I, it's unlike any kayak I've ever had. The big rig, you know, you're customizing it, which is a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong, but I hate, I almost hate going through the process of just drilling holes and then, oh man, what if I don't really want it there? You know what I mean? So <laughs> yep. The tri track, that thing is legit. You know, those things you talk about there, that's, uh, it, it's kind of cool seeing that because um, we to it, <coughs> excuse me, at New Canoe, <coughs> our pivot drive is belt driven. Um, okay. albeit very different from, from yours, as far as application, where it's positioned, how it's done, but mm -hmm. at the heart of it, that belt, you know, is a low to no maintenance type setup. One of the things that we boast about, mm -hmm. um, equally with the rigability, you know, our, our unlimited has like, I think 13 miles of that free <laughs> track, yeah. you know, on yeah. two to three different levels all the way around. And yeah, it's like no two boats are the same, you know, because yeah. of the versatility it's like, and I was going to go back to that. You know, when we talk about the, you know, kayaks, like you said, the big rig was, was your baby. That was, that had everything you wanted. See if you agree with me. One thing I've found in the kayak game, man, is kayaks are a very personal, personal thing. I mean, it's like, it's an echoing of, of your personality on how you got it rigged, mm -hmm. how it performs, how it looks. And it's, it's one of the things that I, I love so much about it. You know, I mean, 
I didn't find that in the boat world as much just because Mm -hmm. like you just drilling a stupid screw, you know, to hold my Ram mount on the deck of my boat made me cringe. You know, it's like, I didn't want to put any holes in that thing whatsoever, you know, Right. but with the kayak, it is, you know, you customize it and we come, we get accustomed to certain things. It mm-hmm. sounds to me like your the NAR was was kind of built with that secondary stability in mind, not so much yeah. the primary, right. which puts it in direct competition, you know, with the Hobies, because a lot of guys on the Hobies talk about that, that their yeah. primary stability, but that's how you guys maintain your speed, you know, with your right. pedal drives. Right. You guys are so yep. quick. Where yeah, mine, sure. mine is like trying, you know, you might as well, you know, be pushing a, you know, a sponge through the water there. <laughs> My, you know, although it, I will say the unlimited actually does a really good job, um, you know, in its, in its area there. And it's, I, it too plays on the secondary stability side of things. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and they're, they're all good boats. Like all these companies, yep. uh, you get, you get some people who are like, you know, Hobie's the best natives, the best, whatever. It, to me it's there's no better kayak it's what what fits you you know what i mean exactly. what's important to you for me the biggest thing that got me on team jackson in the beginning was the fact that their uh their drive that's in the water it flexes so if you ever hit a stump you're not going to damage a prop it'll just you know flex hence the name flex drive yep. it'll just flex up and go into the hole and no damage it's just a simple lever pull and then that that drive is up into the hole of the kayak, so you can easily clear out weeds. You can easily beat your kayak. It, you know, you don't need to take out the whole thing. And that's huge. And yeah, I was like, that is that's awesome. That's what I. That's what's important to me. Yep. Um, there's other benefits, like you know, that the Hobies or the natives that the new canoes have over Jackson, and it's it's what import. It's what's important to you. It's not that one's better than the other. It's it's like you said. It's you make it your baby. It's it's yours. So. You couldn't know. couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. I, I the the new canoe is the only boat I've ever fished out of. You know what okay. I mean? I've I've never actually piloted another kayak on the water. I need to. I mean, as a part of it, you know, being a team member, it'd be helpful to have some you know objective opinions about certain things. Yeah. But but yeah. So but the very thought, I'll tell you, the very thought of not having my three sixty fusion seat. Yeah. Is is like, ooh, I don't know if I want to fish that way or not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Being able to literally rotate my seat and get my tackle out or get my yeah. ham ham Sammy from this side. Right. Exactly. That's pretty darn handy. Yeah, um for sure. You know, and that's yeah, there you you get so accustomed to something that it's like, yeah, I I don't know if I want to leave that or or exactly. you know, explore too much, you know, on the other side there. So right. I get yep. it. It's uh, it's certainly that that piece there. So along with Jackson, along with all the other things we've talked about here, you are also you have the distinct privilege and honor, something that we're very jealous of. I'm hoping to be chatting with them in the near future myself. Um, we have a local tackle company in this state that is legendary. Um, the parent company of Wright and McGill, you know, started the whole thing. I mean, these guys have been around since, you know, fish was was considered to be a sport. Um, and that's Trocar, Eagle Claw, the whole line of those guys. That's who Wright McGill yep. owns. And you are a yep. part of uh, the Eagle Claw team. Is that right? Yes, I am. Yep. 
Awesome. Talk, talk to me about that. What's, uh, what's involved in that? Yeah. So, um, a big part of the reason I'm on that team is Eric Ali. You know him. Uh, yes, sir. He works there. Uh, he and I have a friendly rivalry of sorts in the kayak game. Um, <laughs> but you know, ever since I, I got into bass fishing, started doing the tournament thing, um, it was always trocar. I wanted trocar stuff. Um, and, you know, Eric ended up working for Eagle Claw. And one day he just basically reached out to me and said, hey, would you be interested in being a part of the Eagle Claw team? Um, and I, I was like, yeah. Let me think. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good deal. But yeah, no, I think they make the best hooks in the game um, throughout. You know, you mentioned it's Eagle Claw, it's Laser Sharp, it's Trocar. Um, Trocar, their hooks, they have uh, what you would call a cutting point. Laser Sharp, they have a needle point. And I like, I like using each of them for different things. Um, mm. Cutting points, I like them for for plastics. Uh, so if you you know you if you're Texas rigging a craw or something like that, I'll use a trocar because it'll cut through that plastic a lot easier than a needle point will. So no cut kidding. Through, yeah, you'll make better uh, penetration on the fish. However, if you have an exposed hook, then a needle point is actually better. So if you're fishing uh, like a jerk bait, for example, yep, I'm gonna swap out the stock. Uh, hooks with uh, some laser sharp trebles so and between the two companies they make a ton of hooks and they have everything that you could ever want so that's basically how i decide if i'm going to use laser sharp or trail cards uh, if am i going to be cutting through plastic or am i going to be using an, expo an exposed hook exposed that's hook. basically yeah yep dude you learn something new every day you just taught a fat old guy something new that's awesome yeah. stuff yeah for no sure idea. and it's not it's not like the trail cars um like the exposed hooks don't work well. They'll still be better than your stock ones. Sure. But you know, when you're in the tournament game and that stuff gets, you know, more important to you and hookup ratio and keeping fish pinned, then that stuff can go a long way. So. Oh man. And it's that confidence thing. Is it not? I mean, you know, in your head, you got the right tool with the, you know, right job there. That exactly. just speaks mountains for you when you're out there. I mean, that's yeah. a huge deal. Yeah. Um, so that's, the, you know, I just had a brain fart there and that's the first time that's happened on air. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the, uh, the, the, uh, the Eagle claw, uh, and, and trocar piece, Eric Ali, we just had him on mm -hmm. and there was some talk about an ogre slayer in here somewhere. Yeah. I mean, we've heard his side of it. You know, he didn't even notice yeah. it here in, in his story. Mm -hmm. How did the ogre slayer, for those of you, Eric's the ogre, and that's the slayer over there. <laughs> how did that uh, how did that unfold? Yeah, that whole story. Um, back in the day, this is probably 2016, 2017. Um, Eric, I think Eric was running a, a podcast with Matt, Mas Matt Mascarenas, LFK podcast is what it was called. Um, and... I don't know how, how people started calling Eric Ogre. It's probably because he looks like one. Um, but yeah, <laughs> He's a, lot a of big people, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he was just like the Ogre, right? Um, so 2017, well, it was actually 2016. I buy my first kayak, a Vibe Seagulls, a paddle kayak. Um, I entered my first tournament in 2017. Uh, very first tournament was on Boyd Lake in April. Um, and I won that tournament. And Eric got, hold up, but Eric, Okay, 
I, I already said too much. Eric and I tied for first in that okay. tournament. Okay. Um, but the only reason we tied for first is I made a rookie mistake very first tournament. I submitted a fish with an open mouth. So oh. a 16 and a half inch smallie became a 15 and a half inch smallie. And therefore we tied for first. And then it went to biggest fish, which we tied with the biggest fish. And then I think our second biggest fish, I beat him by like a quarter of an inch or something like that. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah. So he, so I took first, he took second. He was kind of butt hurt about it. <laughs> Fast forward a year. <laughs> we're talking smack about Boyd. CKFC again holds their first tournament on Boyd 2018. And I took first place and Eric took second again. <laughs> that time it wasn't a tie. I think that time I beat him by a few inches. Um, but that was basically how it started was I, at, from there on out, I was the ogre slayer. And then we had a big rivalry for the next year. I think it was either 2019 or 2020, but we fished another tournament at Boyd and we just went back and forth like crazy. Just, you know, making memes of each other, just dogging <laughs> each other. I go on my tourney X profile and I put all my accomplishments, you know, 2017 angler of the year, two time Boyd Lake champion and the ogre slayer. So that was on my, uh, that's all I had on my tourney X profile. We go oh. into that tournament. It snowed um, two nights before the tournament. It, we had like really nice weather. This was in mid-April. We had like two weeks of 60 degrees. And then all of a sudden, snowstorm, high of 30s, high of 40s. And then Saturday morning, I think that day was like a high of 50. And it was, it was really cold that morning. It was a really tough bite. I caught one fish. Eric caught three fish that day. And he beat me then. Um, and then that was, that was sort of when, you know, I started, you know, coming back on the smack talk, <laughs> we still will sort of keep that rivalry going a little bit, but as you know, he didn't even know about the ogre slayer thing on tourney X until what in the last two weeks or something when yeah, his wife finally, his wife it saw it, pointed yeah. it out and he, uh, yeah, he was, uh, it was that he got a good laugh out of that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and Eric, my making no mistake. I mean, he's he's a he's a killer. I mean, he's a hook himself. Um, yep. So what's super cool, you know, is seeing you guys go back and forth like that. And I've, I'm I'm a big one for this. I say this. I used to coach this. Iron sharpens iron. When you have those friendly competitive rivalries with another person that's at a, at the top of their game, dude, that just makes you even better, right? I mean, that just right. takes you yeah. to the next level because you can't right. lose to him. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And and when you win, you sort of rub it in. And when you lose, you don't, you don't say a whole lot, but yeah, you know, but yeah, it is friendly competition. And it's at the end of every tournament it seems Eric and I will text each other. How did you do? Cause we don't care if we won or lost. We just want to know if we beat the other guy. That's right. That's right. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. So we'll go ahead and switch gears here a little bit. Let's circle back around to the CKFC here and your work there. Um, sure. we talked about sponsors a little bit. We talked about, you know, the, the, um, benefits for them a little bit. We touched on a lot of these things, prospective sponsors. What would you like them to know about as far as what, you know, the benefits piece, let's talk about people coming out, you know, with a, with a, with a company that are watching this thing or listening to this, um, why, you know, what are the benefit pieces? What, what's, you know, what's the pull to come sponsor the, the Colorado kayak fishing club? Yeah. I think the two, two biggest things are exposure and giving back. If I could simplify it, um, yep. or 
simplify it. So uh, the exposure that you get the Colorado Tack Fishing Club on Facebook, we boast over 4,000 members. Uh, over 150 of these people um, are active in the local tournament scene. Um, and I think we have a really good community here in Colorado where we support our sponsors. Um, and these are the people that we're going to be purchasing our products from. Um, the other part is giving back. So we select our charity every year. And they know that not only are they going to get that exposure, people are going to buy stuff from them. But in the end, anything that they can do to promote the club, help us boost our numbers in the end, that, that in turn gives, us, gives the club more money. Uh, to give back to a charity every year. So those are the two big things, um, yep. exposure and then giving back. That's awesome stuff. And um, I, I do want to compliment you on simplifies. That will be a new word that I'm going Five. to use. <laughs> simplifies. Yes, yeah. that is that is to simplify something. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that sooner or later in a post. Hey, so, everything's so complicated these days. We got to simplify it. <laughs> That's true. It's <laughs> true. And so, and that's, yeah, I mean, the, the amount of work that you guys do, uh, you know, for, for the community piece um, is, is phenomenal. Uh, it's one of the things that service to others, you know, we, we ran into in our, you know, uh, in our career, I had to do something else when I had to retire and pull out of coaching to chase this um, just because the season's football, you know, fires up camp start in July gets yeah. fired up in August and we're hot and heavy September. And those are, that's always when the championships are at, that's the final part, second you know, leg of our season where we're going hot mm -hmm. and heavy. I did that one season where I was uh, head coach in ninth grade. I had, stepped out of uh, uh, out of some other coaching roles and took the head coach of ninth grade and tried to do that and fish some tournaments. And yo, that just did not work. I was, mm -hmm. you know, wasn't slow, wasn't fast. I was half-assed on all of it. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. I just didn't feel like I was able to give the proper attention to, to all groups there. And so we had to make that, you know, decision to, uh, uh, to, to pull back in, in some of those areas. And you you just have to you have to find uh, what it is that's going to drive you. I'm a former first responder, so it was service to others. I had that opportunity. So when I learned more about the Colorado Kayak Fishing Club, it's like okay, this is like minded here. These folks are mm -hmm. are about chasing their passion, but then also adding something to it to really drive it home. You know that hey, we can we can share our passion. It's what you know. It's what brought me to Romans. You know, just yeah. sharing the fishing experience and showing, you know, those guys what to me is just, you know, I still feel guilty to this date, you know, about this is so, this is what I love to do. I'm not really doing anything. Hey, you want to go fishing? Heck yeah, you're doing me a favor. Let's go. Right, right. You know, type yeah. thing. So to see you guys, you know, the Colorado Kayak Fishing Club doing that you know, across the entire state, it's not just in one community or another, it's across the mm -hmm. entire state. That is super, super awesome stuff. If you are sponsored out there, you know of a company. If you think you know of a company, absolutely reach out. You can DM me uh, over here. We'll put you in contact. Reach out to Scott. Reach out to the Colorado Kayak Fishing Club website. There's uh, plenty of people you can re get in contact with, and we will put you in the right hands and make sure that you can get the information you need. Um, As we're going down the list here, right now, um, 
one of the cool things I, I wanted to bring up also waterline sports, they donated something to you guys. You guys had a drawing of, and we talked about this. I let, uh, I think it was Ronnie. Uh, I think made that announcement um, mm-hmm. when I, when I interviewed him earlier this year. Um, but talk about that. That was super, super cool, yeah. man. Seeing everybody on hand. Right. Yeah. Waterline stepped up and donated a, a kayak to the club to be raffled off. Uh, basically how, how it would work is every uh, tournament met, or tournament entry that you have throughout the course of the year resulted in a raffle ticket. Um, and then at our end of the year banquet, you know, they selected a ticket and Tim Van Sickler walked away with a brand new Hobie 360 uh, uh, courtesy of Waterline Sports. Dude, we're talking a five six thousand dollar rig here, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, this are, is yeah. not this is not some you know entry level boat. This is like right. we're all going wow, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's a yeah. that's a barge right there. That is a fishing right? machine. I was, I was talking about this at the beginning of the season. I don't really do the multi species tournament, but I considered signing up for every single tournament <laughs> of those just to get a raffle ticket in there. Right? It was almost worth it. Yeah. Yeah, if yep. I were a gambling sort, I might have might have done that. I just I <laughs> I never win anything. So right. yeah, so I'm not, I'm not a big gambler. But yeah, that was, and that's Waterline Sports, folks. They're out of Loveland, um, one of the major sponsors of the Colorado Kayak Fishing Club. Um, that was that was some super cool stuff. That's for those you know companies out there that are wondering. That's the and they've been working with Colorado Kayak for for four years now, five years, something like that. I'm not sure how long, but since the beginning, basically, since they first opened up and love yeah. them. Yeah. And that just, I mean, that gives you an idea of how important they, they view their relationship with the club. You know, they're willing to do something like that. So that's, that's the reason I wanted to bring that up. That's quite a testament to, you yeah. know, yeah. Stay, sponsors. Stay, tuned for, stay tuned for 2023 because Waterline is already stepping up big time. And I don't, I won't let the cat out of the bag here yet. Um, but yeah, stay tuned because uh, they're still they're stepping up again in 2023, and we might have again. I I, I shouldn't say yeah, anything, yeah, that's but all right. We might have some other big surprises uh, coming for next year. Can we then ink another? When you're allowed to talk about, it, let's get you back on the podcast and let's make the big announcement. Maybe that's sure. the time we go live, right? <laughs> you and right. I both yeah. will stumble through it. And <laughs> see what we there can we go. do. Yeah. I was telling Scott off air that I'm too much of a big chicken to do live just yet. So we'll, uh, we'll see, but yeah, we'll have you back. We'll make that announcement there. Make sure you guys uh, uh, can get, uh, get that out to everybody as well. Sounds good. Dude, 2023 is going to be a ton of fun. Um, You, like you said, with your schedule, you're uh, you have to, you know, kind of watch your availability on there. Um, I'm one of the the goofballs who's who's very fortunate to to basically make this part of his 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 daily routine. I'm fishing a ton of the All American. Um, I'm going to try to get to as many of those as we can. Um, of course, the CKB again. We're going to be fishing those. That's that pathway to bass. I mean, our objective is to get to the highest level of kayak fishing that I can. And I'm I'm turning 50 in a couple of days. I don't have time to mess around. I got to get moving. Yeah. And <laughs> I got to right. get out there and catch some fish out there. But mm-hmm. bucket list item things that uh, that are coming up. What you got any uh, on deck that you might be able to knock off the list in 2023 with the fishing? Or uh... yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, one <laughs> of the things that I haven't done yet is one of one of those uh, CKB shields and the Colorado Kayak Bassmaster Shield Trophy. So <laughs> right. you know, believe it or not, that might be at the top of my list. But uh, 
I'm, I'm great. That, no. <laughs> uh, I'm doing a lot of local stuff, the CKB, the CKFC stuff, obviously. And yep. um, in the summer, um, possibly might be doing a couple of the All-Americans as well, Lake Minocqua and then the Mississippi River, which uh, usually it was that was in lacrosse, right? But now they're changing the pool. So now it's in Iowa. I think it's pool 13 and 14 or something like that. So yep. if I do any of the national stuff, it'll likely be that. Um, I looked at the KBF schedule. I don't think I'll make any of those. Of course, Bassmaster hasn't released their schedule yet. KBF uh, released their uh, 23 schedule? They did, yep. Oh, okay. If you're interested, I can send you a screenshot of that. I got it saved in my gallery, so I could send that to you. Yeah, absolutely. Not, yeah, I, I, I watched their live uh, stream when they released that. I don't know if it's on their website oh, yet. Gotcha. But yeah, I could send that to you. And yeah, just still waiting on Bassmaster to see if they'll have anything over those uh, three months when I'm off and I was gonna say, if it's anything like the last years um, that they've been doing, it's like December before they release their schedule. It's like, yeah, come on guys. You know, the last event was October at Pickwick, you know, at that mm -hmm. it's like, give us an idea. I've heard scuttlebutt for what it's worth that bass is going to try to take it out a whole new door. They've, they've got some cool yep. things planned for this next season. Um, I don't know really what that means. Um, right. I hope, personally i don't know what your opinion is on this but i hope it's some new fisheries um i i'm one uh i had a, a jordan wellerman uh who is a, a heck of a hook um he and i see eye to eye on this topic that um the kayak national trails go into the same old spots i understand it's a business and i see why they go there they get they've got the connections they get the monies it helps the angler piece but in the same regard, man, we're we're something different, you know, than the than the other side. We have a chance to go to some fisheries that maybe haven't been competed on that much, and we can just demonstrate how good these fisheries are because of our craft, yeah. you know, right. and because of our our you know, not to steal another phrase, but our leave no trace. You know what I mean? I mm -hmm. mean, we don't right. we don't interrupt ecosystems that much. We have very little impact in our tournaments. We're in, we're out. Almost everybody that I've come across in the kayak is very conservation driven, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like, man, we could really hit some new places. And I think it would yeah. be, it sure would level some playing fields. That's all I'm going to say is like, yeah. didn't matter who, you know, then, you know, it's like, right. let's go out there and let's go ahead and let's go, go play. I, I personally like the harder and new fisheries like that. Cause it levels the playing field. Yeah. From what I've heard, uh, Bass, they want to be like the player in the kayak space and leadership met with a lot of kayak guys to get their input on on how they can do that. And it sounds like uh, they're going to be making some changes again. I, I haven't heard any of those changes, what they're what they're going to be. But, yeah, we'll see what happens when the schedule gets released, I guess. I've I've got no problem saying this. I've spoken to some folks behind the scenes off the record. And for that, I'll, I'll they're they're confidence will remain in me for that i won't leave names but there's been some valid points that were brought up you know the very fact that our our classic um you know is basically they 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 have us come out before anybody you know can get in the the stands whatsoever we walk across you know before anything so it's we're kind of like a, a sideshow you right. know and uh i'll be honest that's that's horseshit um yeah in my personal opinion, when I talk about, you know, great kayak anglers, I've been forcing myself to take the word kayak out 
These are professional anglers and they're some of the best hooks. I don't care what mm-hmm. craft you put them in. And dude, in the kayak game, these are killers out there. Talk about right. just picking apart an area of a lake and leaving nothing left to the imagination. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, is you've you've won a hell of a lot more than I have. It takes a perfect storm, and you just have to have the the perfect game come into play that day. Yeah, yeah. It uh, it seems like when it's your time, it's your time. Like, uh, you know, you can go out there and it you won't lose any fish, right? You'll fish clean. You'll catch everything. You might have a five, six bite day, but they're all the right ones. And then you can, might go out there like uh, I did on our last CKFC event on Boyd, and you can do everything in your power to lose it. Because I had so <laughs> many bites that day and so many good fish that I just, I lost at the boat or I, I was hook setting like crap. And in the end, I, I finished fifth with 79 inches, but I should have won that tournament by probably a couple of inches. And I just... It wasn't my time, it seems, but yeah. Yeah. I just think the kayak, um, in my personal opinion, kayak angling just, it forces you to, that our attention to detail, you don't get away with, I mean, if you lose focus for just one minute, uh, that Mm -hmm. can mean the difference, you know, right there. It's like, and I know that at the Bass Pro Tour and the elite level that it's, you know, they could argue that the same thing goes for there. Um Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm talking even at a local level in the kayak game, man. You you just have yeah. to be all together to make that stuff happen, and I I think kayaking forces that to you. Yeah, yeah. One thing that's um, uh, it's kind of a a good and a bad thing depends on how you look at it. But I almost think half of your success depends on your very first decision of the day. Where are you going to launch from? Uh, Horsetooth Reservoir in the in the spring. Are the fish going to be up north of the tanker? Are they going to be south? Are you going to launch inlet? Some on any given day, they could be in any three of those spots. And if you launch north, and they're not up there, well, your your day is kind of screwed. Not that there's <laughs> going to be no fish up there, but the guys might be hammering them down south, and you're missing out on that. So, yep, yeah, I think a big part of it. It's it, you know pre fishing is a big part of it, but pre fishing is one of those things where you if you get stuck in the mindset that what you did in pre-fishing is going to work during the tournament then you might have a long day sometimes it works out and sometimes that pattern doesn't hold and you have to be willing to let that go and and figure out the fish from scratch again so yeah like you said kayak fishing that's a whole other game we can't just rev up our motors and go to the under other end of the lake and try something completely new so one of the things that i was able to do in my in my pre pre fishing, I almost stopped calling it practice anymore because it really isn't. It is pre fishing, and the way I approach it now, um, and and kayak uh, angling has helped me do this. And and I I always wanted to get there in a boat, but for whatever reason, I really couldn't. Kayaking, my wife no longer asks me um, how you know how was pre fishing, how was practice. Did you have a good day practice? Because. Mm-hmm. Every day that I go out is good because Mm -hmm. all I'm doing is gathering information. Now, I may gather a bunch of pointless information. Example, my last day of practice at Pickwick, I go up to an area up by the dam there. I launch from this big, well-known McFarland Park. It's where KBF launches there, you know, hosts their stuff. I actually find some things that I think, you know what? I could work with this. I could put my chin, you know, in the pocket, tuck my head and just go to work and scratch out a very tough limit up here, I think. 
Mm-hmm. On my way back, uh, I'm getting up there and make a long story short. I, I had an interaction, a chat with a guy. They were having boat races and a huge carnival up there. And one section, one entire area of that parking lot was going to be blocked and closed off. Yeah. The next morning. So basically yeah. I spent the entire day for nothing because there was no way I was going to commit. Could I have fished? I could have gone through and drove the struggle bus up there, but I was not going to fight those crowds, you know, not on tourney day and then trying to get out. I'd probably be blocked in. Yeah. But still every day, you know, on that pre-fishing piece is, is information gathering. And then it's like you said, it's now where do I launch and what's my game plan first thing in the morning? What are we going to do? Yeah. And be ready to adjust. I, that reminds me of, uh, my first year of fishing in 2017, we had our, our last tournament was uh, horse tooth in October. This was before portaging was really like the thing in kayak fishing. We, a lot of times we'll just do uh we, we launch at a certain, a certain spot and that's where everybody fished from. Um, the plan leading up to that tournament was horse tooth. We were going to allow portage and I was pre-fishing uh, the North side of the lake. And that's all I ever did. And I was throwing a, a crankbait and I was throwing like drop shots and gulp minnows uh, down deep again, all on the North end. And then that morning I drove to the North end of horse tooth and I got a text saying, Hey, portage is off. We're launching out a South Bay. So then I had to drive to South Bay and I was like, okay, I guess I'm just going fishing today and throwing everything I had out the window. But I ended up, getting second place that day I was, the crankbait was still working but i didn't really know what the fish were locating at i basically just covered water and i yep. paddled my way halfway across the reservoir paddled all the way back just throwing a crankbait the entire day and finished with second wow so my, i mean probably two weeks of pre-fishing was kind of out the window at that point Jeez, yeah it's uh you know as you get more experience uh, one of the best piece of advice that I was given that I put in there is I no longer look for spots. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for a fishing spot. Okay. Because mm-hmm. um, do I pay attention to it? Do I make a mental note? Do I mark it? Sure. But I yeah. don't bank on it anymore mm-hmm. because like you said, things changed the tournament morning. You know, I had a season out of the boat where literally out of the five in this one league, four of them, condition changed overnight and did something to blow out my entire pattern on that that tournament day and then i just spent that day struggling all day Mm -hmm. long trying to scratch together so now now you know especially with kayak as well you know you look for areas right you're right i want to know where the grass is at where the boulders at where's the rock where's transition because guess what Mm -hmm. no matter what happens that stuff's not going to change right it's going to stay there and maybe maybe this morning grass is the key or maybe yeah. laydowns are the key, you know, mm-hmm. at least for a couple hours. And yeah. I know where they're at in this area. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I'm Fish a little bit different. Don't. <laughs> I'm a little bit different than you on that. Cause I'm, I am a spot guy. I understand what you're saying about the areas. I've there's, there's definitely some truth to that. I just try to come up with like a bajillion different spots. There you go. There <laughs> you go. Now it's like, go to the next one. Okay. Nothing there. Go to the next one, do the next one, do the next one. Sure. But yeah, some of these places, it, it definitely can be uh, area based too. I think of like Boggs Creek down at Pueblo. Uh, I think that's a really good Creek to fish and I don't really have a, 
a certain spot in there. They could be on any point in that creek. So, yeah. Sure. Well, and like I said, I mean, make no mistake. I certainly mark the spots when I think I find a school of them or I find a, a hunting ground or whatever. But, yeah, most certainly I don't. I don't make my entire game plan on it anymore. That way, yeah. if it is blown out or if Scott is sitting on my spot out there, <laughs> I'm okay. You know, I can move on to the yeah. next one and keep moving, you know, type thing. Right. You, don't, yeah. you don't get yeah. caught in that area. So, yeah. Well, listen, man, I can't thank you enough for taking the time uh, to come here. Clearly you are a busy dude. Um, like I said, you are, you are known as one of the, one of the top anglers in this state for sure. I think, Take it personally as a privilege to fish against you out there and learn from you on Colorado fishing and just fishing in general. I don't care how old I get or how many years I do this stuff. I'm, you know, it's, you got to commit to always learning, you know what I mean? And uh, right, yep. clearly, you know, now I think this spells doom that you're now having one of our, one of the CKB shields on your list of gotta haves. <laughs> Cause now yeah. that's, you know, the rest of us are out there searching for a shield uh, for, for certain. So yeah, that's, uh, it's going to be a ton of fun and hopefully we can uh, we can work some stuff out and we get some good content out there on uh, small American stuff. That would be a blast, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, to get out there. So I will keep in touch with you. We'll circle back when you have the ability to give your big announcements. We will get you back on the podcast. We'll do a we'll just do a special, uh, you know, short little version one where you guys can make the announcement and we'll release it immediately. We'll we'll keep it out of the rotation of the normal stuff. And that way, uh we can uh, we can do our part. To, anything we can do to help the CKFC with its you know its mission out there, we're we're glad to do so. Cool, sounds like a plan. Awesome. Listen, folks, if you haven't yet, please make sure to smash that subscribe button. If you got any questions, comments, anything like that for Scott or myself or whatever, please leave them in the comments down here. Reach out, DM me, or you can also reach out to the Colorado Kayak Fishing Club for information about sponsors, uh, sponsorship, tournaments. You just want to get involved in a club, you'd like to learn more, want to stop by the Facebook page, just reach out. You can find them anywhere and also us here at the True Patriot Outfitters. As always, folks, tie lines, be safe.